probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to the Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hud, and joining me in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. Do you know, you'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy them from where this dude's from. Moss Blisley. Oh, <laughs> Moss Blisley. <laughs> okay, okay. I I see you, Matt. You naughty little boy. Oh. Up in those Bly puns week in, week out. Can we just appreciate the hard work Matty Boy puts in to those Luke Bly puns, right? Matt, you, sir, are an absolute king. But more importantly, how on earth are you, buddy? Thank you for the kind words, mate. I'm good, mate. I've had a good weekend. Uh, I cooked the mother of all roast dinners on Sunday. I watched Anthony Joshua win his fight on Saturday. Uh, and I've put my, and I've had my feet up for the rest of the time. So I've been enjoying life, as they say. Today I've got a cup of tea. No beer today. But uh, that aside, uh, you, how are you doing, my man, Moss Blisley? Well, well, first of all, I have um, gone, I've opted for the classic uh, water. Okay. Today, sadly, I've got some Beerios in the fridge. Didn't really fancy them, to be honest. Trying to be a little bit more healthy. Understandable. Um, but, you know, you've got to mix it up sometimes. And I've also got some ginger beer. I might, you know what? I might even sneak to the fridge at some point during the show. <laughs> you just hear and, his and door creaking. Yeah. You know, some Jamaican ginger beer. Ooh. You know what I want. Um, but no, it's all good, mate. It's all good. Went to cheeky little um, treasure hunt come Monopoly, like, Group activity thing that someone I know organised in Rochford in Essex on yep. Saturday, and that was that was absolutely amazing, right? I've had a like fantastic weekend, but I tell you what, mate, there was something special that happened today. Do you know what that is? Uh, for a Monday, I've got no idea, dude, dude, dude. Today we record on a Monday, right? The show comes out on a Wednesday. This week, this week. Ladies and gentlemen, we are able to say next week we see Star Wars Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, oh. How mental is that? We we are blessed with content at the moment, next which week. is mental. Next week. Next we got one more show left after this. <sighs> Don't mate. Before Don't. the movie. It's going to be a mosh, mate. It's going to be a big one. It's going to be a fat off one. Can't wait. wait. Can't flip in wait. But I guess on top of all that, mate, you know, it's the weekly ting. It's the weekly ting, which is, of course, shooting the galactic breeze. Yes, it is, my man. So what's been happening in the galaxy, Blilo Ren? Right, guys, Disneyland, or no, not even Disneyland, Disney World, Florida. Obviously, the Rise of the Resistance ride has opened. Correct me if I'm wrong, and we we know we got our boy Isaac Pevy, who is who is Disney like all knowledgeable, geeky Disney dude. Um, he'll be able to correct us on this if we're wrong. Um, but this is like one of the most expensive rides Disney, or if not the most expensive ride Disney has has ever done, right? It's like an immersive experience where you're kind of on a group um, tour and you go through like this first order base and stuff. However, I'm, I'm going to say it right up front. I know there are some like POV point of view videos of the ride and that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. I have not watched that. Have you, Matty Boy? 
No, I haven't watched it. Probably for the same reason you haven't, because eventually I want to experience it. Precisely, precisely. I have, however, seen a few snippets. And is that the same for you, Matty May? I've seen images, and by snippets, literally like a th- three or four seconds on on some of the websites I've looked at, where it'd be like maybe you see like a stormtrooper, you might see a hologram or something. But in terms yeah. of the content, I've got no idea what they're saying or what or what happens in terms of any quote-unquote ride spoilers yeah i think we're on the same page like i have only seen bits and bobs of of it um and i'm totally okay with it like for me it feels like it hasn't been spoiled but i'm gonna say this right here right now wow the 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 quality of this ride just looks it looks like on a different level man like the animatronics um the practical effects the the practical effects um (laughs) and 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 all of the sets and stuff it it just looks mental it looks absolutely mental um so hopefully i will be able to um go to galaxy's edge next year at some point that's what i'm hoping for you know i'm not i'm not i'm not saying it's a definite but that's what i'm hoping for but someone who is close to the podcast and is basically our official rapper monsieur daniel sextoni whoop Big shout out, so good. So good. He was able to basically book a naughty little holiday recently. And it's <laughs> it's none other than Florida, is it? It's, cool. well, it's he going none there? other than Florida. He's going in April. Nice. So he, he's going to be like our correspondent for for Galaxy's Edge in April. Uh, uh, dude, I'm so, I'm like, I'm good jealous. I'm good jealous. I can't wait for SGN to start. So good news to start his oh, premiere so broadcast. Good. <laughs> Mate, this looks incredible. I say say right now, the Imagineers, they've come out to play. They've come out swinging from what I've seen. And I've only seen pictures and, like I say, a couple of seconds of video. I love the look of this thing. It's 18 minutes long, which is incredible. 18 minutes, because you get on a ride and it's what? You, you queue up for three hours and it's three minutes long. The queue is is interactive, so you've got videos and storytelling in the queue, um, and then there's a, the ride itself is trackless, so you don't get taken out of the the immersion. You're not taken out of that. They had its fair share of problems on opening day. Apparently, people right. had to evacuate. But what? I mean, that's first day. Te- that's just teething issues. Nothing necessarily wrong. I just think maybe the <laughs> ride so. broke down evacuate. along the way. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> or the first order's you, real when they did try a genocide. But yeah, I don't know. The general response to be seems to be that it's ridiculously immersive and it's truly amazing. And mm. the animatronics look outstanding. I've seen the Hondo Onaka one, which was debuted, if you will, online a couple of months ago, just before celebration. I've seen that. That looks amazing. You've got Nyan, Blyen Num and Lieutenant Beck, who's a Mon Calamari. They pile you around and they look incredible. I honestly... Cannot wait to go on this. And just like you, I haven't gone on the old YouTubes and I've stayed away from the POV video, the walkthrough videos, because I want to experience that. I don't want to go there thinking, right, I know what happens next or I know what they're going to say. I want to go there and properly feel like I'm on this first order ship and have Kylo Ren or whatever Mm. chasing after me. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's what I want. But in terms of most expensive, if it isn't the most expensive, it's one of them. It's got to be because just from what I've seen, it's on a scale I haven't seen before. So, yeah, cannot wait to go on the rise of the resistance, mate. Three words, mate. Naughty, filth and spicy. Yeah, add tasty and smoking to that. So moving on, speaking about tasty, filthy, spicy, smoking and naughty, 
So our boy, Boyega, John Boyega. He's yeah. been um, doing the press tour, as have all of the cast for The Rise of Skywalker. But John Boyega came out and said, he ain't doing Disney Plus. You're not going to Disney Plus him, he said. He said no way to that. And Daisy Ridley and Oscar Isaac have also said that they are done with the franchise. The Boyega one caught my eye because what I watched the interview and, you know, he's having a bit of a laugh. He's having a bit of a jest. But I'll say this now. I don't think this, I don't think this was a good move from Boyega. And I love Boyega, but I think this is a bit of the old foot, meat, mouth, eat yeah. type thing here. Because Disney Plus looks to me to be up there with most cinematic experiences. So it's a bit odd that he put the blockers on any involvement straight away just to come out and say, not doing it, I'm a feature film guy. Because John Boyega's not at the level where he can realistically turn an opportunity down. And I mean that of all good faith. He was great in Detroit the year before last, and Imperial Dreams, the Netflix film, which was recorded, film, sorry, before The Force Awakens, but he's great in that. He's fine in Pacific Rim, and of course he's excellent in Attack at the Block. But... I don't think you should be so open about this kind of stuff because, you know, seasoned actors who have been there, done it, and got more T-shirts, Pedro Pascal, mm. Diego Luna, Ewan McGregor, that's just them. The Most of the MCU cast, Jeff Goldblum, I know it's a documentary, but they haven't said no to Disney+. Plus Unless this is, of course, a big ruse and there is a Finn show actually being written. I thought that, yeah, we've watched the interview, he's, he's clearly having a bit of fun, but behind his eyes, he's saying, I'm a feature film kind of guy. I don't want to be doing TV or streaming. Mm. I thought that was a bit... I'm, I'm going to stop short of saying disrespectful because I know a lot of people have said that because I don't think it was intended with malice. But I think it was a bit of a foolish thing to say. But that aside, I still love you, John Boy, and I'd love to see you on Disney Plus one day. For me, I think... You know, I I think there are two sides to this and I totally get your point. I totally get like why a lot of people would take this as uh, some disrespect because, yeah, it, was, it, it wasn't what he said. It was the way he delivered it. Right. And the, the truth is, right, like you said, there's nothing wrong with Disney Plus. Disney Plus has quickly become, you know, one of the United States and probably now, you know, the world's largest streaming services right mm -hmm. this is something to to keep an eye out for you know this is a big deal right just like finn and the 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 issue with this right is i i can also look at this another way and it could be because and and i can't help but feel this is because john's a nice guy right mm -hmm. i can't help but feel this is probably john thinking well what is there to say what 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 is there for there to be like about finn we know finn from the force awakens onward right and before the force awakens dude's just a stormtrooper right he was mm. kidnapped as a kid you see his little cute baby photos in the force <laughs> awakens you know when they're um, the looking hologram. at fn2187 you know and um i don't know man it's just to, to me it feels a bit like you know from john's perspective there's no story there right finn did not become interesting until the force awoke in, mm -hmm. in both Ray and Kylo, and his story was 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 basically joined theirs. It joined this bigger picture. So maybe, maybe that's kind of the perspective he he was looking at, right? And that's that's kind of like where where I that's kind of what I took away from it. Although what you're saying is you know somewhat true, and that hey, I would have done it differently, but. The, the dude's like tired right the dude is like on this crazy like marketing campaign and stuff they're bound to say some things and really speak their mind right mm -hmm. 
that's that's my two penny pennies worth anyway. You know. No, it's true. Yeah, um, I agree. It obviously, it all depends on what happens to Finn in the Rise of Skywalker. If he makes it out, then where 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 is the galaxy? What situation are we in? Will there need more Finn stories? I've said before that. I mean, like mm. Poe and Finn. I mean, Poe. I can see there being stories about Finn. I can't see there being many stories about Finn simply because he's unremarkable in the sense that, yes, like you've just said, he was a stormtrooper and now he's a soldier. Yeah, that's his story. Yeah, and but he's he's got that charisma. He's got something about him where I want to see more Finn. And there is time to do it in between the Last Jedi and the Rise of Skywalker. There's a year of storytelling, so you could have a series about the Resistance in that time and have John Boyega in it, or even after the Rise of Skywalker, depending on how long after they wanted to set it, or uh, that you could have something. But it just seemed to me that he was shutting the idea down immediately. Was he wasn't saying the, there's nothing for the for me. I I didn't hear I didn't hear him saying the character hasn't got anywhere to go. It's him, as John Boyega saying, "I'm not doing it because I'm the kind of guy who wants to be on the big screen." And when I, upon hearing myself say that, I give respect to that because he wants to be in the biggest productions where the most people can see it. You know, the films are where the magic is, if you know what I mean. But streaming is more people tune into a streaming service now. Something like Stranger Things. How many people sat down and watched Stranger Things compared to mm. something like uh, Pacific Rim or Detroit mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. he's got? Thing is, Boyega's a talented enough actor. I just don't think anybody I, should really be saying no to anything. I, I hear you on that, but also like it, it, it's the Mark Hamill thing, right? Because Mark Hamill was pretty much typecast as Luke Skywalker, <laughs> yeah. right? It, and and even you know someone like Carrie Fisher. I know she's like. All I know, other than Carrie Fisher, and bear in mind, I'm not a film dude, right? I'm not like mm-hmm. yourself. I'm not like like a knowledgeable Hollywood guy, right? But like Carrie Fisher, I know she's like in this role in what is the film? Um, it's the, the American '80s uh, rom-com when Harry met Sally. I know she's mm-hmm. in that, right? And then other <laughs> other than that, I don't really know what else she's <laughs> in. Same with Mark Hamill. A lot. I know he does the Joker voice in the Batman animated show. And I know in in more recent years, he's done a lot of stuff. Like he's in this medieval program and whatnot. Yes. Um, but, you, you know, you get typecast. Harrison Ford was really lucky, I guess, or fortunate um, to, I don't know, it's kind of, kind of escaped that a little bit. But they're probably very keen to learn from not the mistakes, but maybe the circumstance of the likes of Mark Hamill, of um, Carrie Fisher, Hayden Christensen, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't know, mate. Yeah, but I'll say this. I don't think, I think John Boyega is going to be all right. I think he's going to find work. Um, but let's be honest, right? The breakout star, or it feels like, you know, again, from my limited knowledge, the breakout star of this is Adam Driver, right? Adam mm-hmm. Driver, the dude's like winning, like he's getting nominated for Oscars, right? Like as oh, of right. as of today or something, he's been nominated for an Oscar. Am I right in saying um, that, dude? Or is it the like... Oscar nominations come out in January? I think it's Golden Globes. Oh, uh, my apologies. If right. anyone hasn't seen Marriage Story on Netflix, God, he is just a tornado in that film. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. So that's and and I understand that. I do understand the sentiment. And and the same goes for um Daisy Ridley and um Oscar Isaac, right? Because they've said they're they're done with the franchise also. Mm-hmm. And 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 really, I don't blame them, right? Because they can. Just like if I'm done with a job at work, you know, you, sometimes 
it's 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 feeling more than explanation right sometimes you're like you know what i'm done here i i think i just need a new start somewhere else and this has been a big deal for for the the cast of the sequel trilogy so i really i really don't blame them and i don't know i i really do sympathize with them a little bit but there we go that's that's my that's my point of view on this anyway no i don't i don't disagree i mean what i liked about daisy ridley and oscar isaac was the reasons they said that they didn't want to do it anymore is because they pretty much said where where do you you, you can't top this film mm, you know mm-hmm. from from having seen it and it being in, having the experience of filming it and obviously the friendships they've that have grown from it they've kind of said look to do another one probably wouldn't top the experience of filming this one so it could only be downhill from here whereas obviously that was Star Wars centric my only issue again with old John Boyega was his was John Boyega centric and he's like I'm not doing Disney Plus for anything not Finn not any other kind of program and i thought come on john you're a top actor you can do anything open yourself up my man but for daisy but he did say sorry john baker he would happily return to star wars as long as daisy and oscar were on board with it so he'll happily come back for the films but he'd only do it if those two are coming back and by the sounds of it they are they're done with the franchise now which again on you i can totally see that it's been pretty much seven years since the casting was announced so seven years of their life it's been taken up and they want to try new things. And hopefully yeah. if the rise of Skywalker is as incredible as it sounds from the, from the TV spots and the trailers and from what the cast have been saying, then they, they, they've earned their reprieve and their yeah. respite from the, from the franchise. And they've done a hell of a job within it. Absolutely, man. And also, you know, never say never, right? Mark yeah. Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford, Harrison especially, Ford. Right, they never thought they would be back on the big screen in a Star Wars film, right? So you know, never, never say never. We'll see, we'll see. Yeah. But in um in other news, we actually had a pretty spicy post from none other than Richard E. Grant, who of course is in the Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Basically, a load of the um the cast of the rise of skywalker of episode nine were able to um have a cast screening in in the past week so so they have seen episode nine haven't they matt they, they have seen it they and and we've had some good responses they've seen it in full with full post-production all the effects yeah. all the music everything they've they've seen it they're the only people in the world other than jj kathleen bob and jj's mates who have seen it now and um oh richard e grant got a bit emotional didn't he mate Oh, mate, he did. Do you know what? Let's just play the audio, man. I've just seen Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, and nothing prepares you for this. I cheered, I shouted, I fist-pumped the air, I cried, I stood and cheered. It's absolutely everything that you hoped it was going to be. I'm I'm so proud to be in it, and I can't wait for you to see it. (laughs) I mean, what a guy. What a guy. And do you know what? The first thing that that I get from this, yeah, is it seems authentic. Mm -hmm. It seems authentic. And I was listening to this press conference today, yeah. Um, of the whole cast. Um, I think like Variety posted it on their, mm-hmm. their YouTube channel. And um uh, Richard E. Grant was was actually asked about this tweet on on that panel, right? 
And um, he said, look, I wasn't sure if I was going to get in trouble with Disney or not, because we're kind of like not meant to acknowledge it as as like I did. But I did it anyway, because I thought, look, I'm not spoiling anything. And I was like, yeah, good on you, man. Because like this tweet went viral. Like people have been going crazy about this tweet in this video reaction because, you know, people aren't stupid. This seems sincere. Yeah. And I think even even what he said, the fact that like he felt compelled pretty much to post this to me you know this this just gives me more confidence man like i'm i'm really looking forward to the rise <laughs> of skywalker i think everyone in there aren't those luke blywalkers looking forward to the rise of skywalker yes Half the people in my office are bored of to death of hearing <laughs> they can't wait for it to be over dude they cannot wait they cannot wait <laughs> um that i can't wait more but anyway you know like this this dude just seems amazing so i'm i've been even more pumped for this Richard E. Grant is is a don, and it is genuine. If anyone saw his Oscar videos last year when he was nominated for Can You Ever Forgive Me? And again, if you haven't seen that film, he's magnificent in that film. Um, he was so just over the moon to be nominated for this Oscar, and he, he tweeted and live-tweeted his whole journey from being nominated to the night, and it was just like an excitable school kid living out his dreams. It was incredible to watch, and then his fanboying when he finally got to meet his idol, Barbara Streisand, it's just the most genuine guy in the world. And I didn't look at this and think, come on, man, tone down, tone it down. This is a genuine reaction from a bloke who just loves what he does. He loves life and he's got no way to pretend about him. He's, it was so good to hear from someone who isn't deeply entrenched within the saga. Like He wasn't somebody like who's been in it for the last three films and kind of has that PR-ness to them where they're like, yep, yeah, it's brilliant. Can't wait for you all to see it. This sound like it came from the heart. So passionate. And you know what, mate? The hype starts now. Oh, mate. I, I, I think this is like so surreal that in in such a small amount of time, in days, man, by the time this show is released, it's like the single digit days. Can you? Can you? It's like seven days. I, I, to me, that I just can't help but think like the first day or the first week, like that when the uh, Star Wars News Network put the countdown. Shout out, great website, yes. right? Star Wars News Network put the countdown on like the right hand side of their homepage, you know, because you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's not far away, and and that was like when it was reaching a hundred days, yeah, and then yeah. eighty days and fifty days. Now we're we are we're on single digits like that is surreal Mad. so surreal and um things like this keep that they, you know then they're, they're gonna make you they're gonna make me more excited you know how how can it not make me more excited? is that possible man? exactly precisely precisely <laughs> oh dude i'm i'm i can't believe it i'm an emotional mess i'm all over the place we'll be sitting next to lukey boy next friday Take your tissues just to wipe your just to wipe your trouser leg after Luke's tears fall on you. Yeah, it's going to be my missus, mate, and and whoever's the other side. Don't know, um, but yeah, they they're going to be there for me for emotional support. Yeah. We all know it. We all love it. It's the only reason they're going. No other reason than that, mate. <laughs> a week to go. I cannot wait. This Mad. time next week, we'll be pretty much getting ready to go and see it. So, Richard E. Grant, you're a king. In other news, in a galactic nutshell. We've got a few little bits of news here. Ahmed Best is back in the franchise, hosting a kids' Star Wars game show on Disney Plus called Jedi Temple Challenge. Lad. Battlefront 2 Celebration Edition drops with BB-8, BB-9 Eve coming next year as heroes. Coca-Cola's unleashed OLED bottles with glowing lightsabers, but only available in Singapore. Daisy Ridley's not going to be in his selfies anymore, guys and girls. Dominic Monaghan's character now does have a name. 
Beaumont Kin. He was featured in the Star Wars Adventures comics very recently. Adam Driver's come out and said, what does Kylo need to be redeemed for? Oh! Yeah. And as a, as a PSA, <laughs> Disney have issued a warning that those of you who suffer from photosensitive epilepsy or any other photosensitivity to be aware that The Rise of Skywalker contains several sequences with imagery and sustained mm. flashing lights. So if anybody out there does suffer with anything like that, bear that in mind going going into it. Disney have released that. They've gone, gone a lot out of their way to tell you that. So this is a heads up, guys. But Adam Driver, mm. I've just heard you get quite excited by that, mate. Dude, like the way Adam Driver is playing his cards when it comes to the Rise of Skywalker, um, like press tour, you know, from when he is involved, you know, dude's a busy guy. Okay. And I know he's not usually one for like panels and stuff like no. that. Uh, but he is, you know, to call a spade a spade, he is probably the busiest out of, out of the um, cast of actors. So that's fair game um but nevertheless man it's just like the way he's ducking and dodging like all, all of the questions and stuff like have you noticed how many how many people just gravitate toward kylo's story or ben's story i cannot wait not long now mate not long. single digits and it's great to see ahmed best back in the franchise shout out to ahmed best mate so good i'm <laughs> uh, speaking to desi plus mate speaking of Disney Plus. Here what is go. Disney Plus's flagship show? It's the John Boyega show. Than oh. the, the, the John Boyega show or High School Musical, the musical, the <laughs> series. Nah, um, seriously. The Mandalorian, Chapter 5, The Gunslinger. Guys, this show, mate, like... I, I'm sitting there, and I know we've, we've, um, we've put out a Star Wars Sessions Extra this week where I had the pleasure of talking and chit-chatting uh, to my lovely lady, my gorgeous Ooh. wife, about the Mandalorian and Star Wars and the state of Star Wars at the moment. And um, I'm, I, just, I just can't believe how good this show is. And I thought it was going to be a good show. I always thought it was going to be a good show. But like the, the production quality, the story, I'm just finding it like fascinating. Um, and I know other people think that it's fascinating too. But yeah, and I thought it was interesting as well. This written, directed by Dave Filoni, isn't it? This was the first show, not first episode, not written by um, John Favreau. Yeah, it's John, uh, Filoni written and directed it. Both, yeah, he did both of them, and um, I think he did a fantastic job, mate. All, all I'm going to say, right, opening opening words, and again, guys, you know, we've watched this, so spoilers. <laughs> but you know, I'm guess, I of guess, course, if you're listening to us, you've found a way to watch Mandalorian. Come on, guys original trilogy references prequel trilogy references star wars galore that's that is mm. Mm. Nom. chapter five what are you thinking bro mate mate chapter chapters one to four have been just ridiculous chapter five not a fan no you're not a no, fan I, I wasn't no i didn't oh. decide this didn't hate the episode don't get me wrong but I, when I watched it, I thought, uh, I just really there was, I, there was something about it. It didn't it didn't go anywhere for me. It just felt it literally did feel like a half an hour of kind of nothing, and it kind of all led up to that bit at the end. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, the bits I liked, the original parts I liked, but what put me on edge to start with because you got that great space battle to begin with. Really liked the space battle, but then you yeah. got the 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 pilot who gets shot. The what his death scene. I legitimately hated that, and I did as well. I watched it and I, I, I rewound. I was like, I really don't like that 
like the way it's like kind of zooms in his face as he goes, No! And oh, the flames I didn't really around him. pay and much attention to that. Oh, God. But then again, I think I... I was eating while we watched it the first time. <laughs> I think we were like eating dinner or oh, something. Mate. I didn't um, like that. I liked the um, the scene where, with the, I know I'm jumping a bit, but I, rather than what I didn't like to start with, I liked the scene with the flares. That that chase yeah, that scene. I loved the, like, the fist fights and the martial arts type fights. Anything that was original, I liked. But that aside, there was a lot which I thought was just a bit. Uh... Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I. I mean, from my perspective, this is this is probably somewhere around. I mean, I love all of them, but this is probably <laughs> like my least loved. <laughs> this is this is the child that ain't going to university. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. like this. I don't know, mate. Um. I I really I really enjoyed this and <laughs> like my, the callbacks are incredible. I thought there were some clever callbacks though. For example, I'll mention this: the cantina when Mandem goes to the cantina, and it, there are droids serving, serving. Him, right? <laughs> and it was like thirty years earlier in the New Hope. You got the dude saying no droids in here, right? That I, and it's just ironic, isn't it, that his job has been Adrianic. replaced by the people. Ironic. Ironic. Um, it's been replaced by the people <laughs> that he didn't allow into his cantina into his bar um and i think that's like i i I just thought that was really cool um and we see the little pit droids as well from like the family like that was sweet and i love the lady the lady who was like in the amy sedaris's character right yeah whatever her name was you know yeah um the the babysitter the babysitter yeah 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 Yeah. whatever um i did see i i thought she was awesome like to me she felt really camp and star warsy like 70s 80s star warsy like it it, to me it just it 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 suited the environment now Mm -hmm. i think where maybe you're coming from and and the vibes that i get from this generally is it does feel it felt a little bit like a clone wars or rebels episode now for me i don't mind that it kind of makes sense, right? And he had to stop off. I, I think it was just six in Tatooine again. Um, another favourite as well. So I'm going off on one, ain't I? No, um, go for it, mate. Sign language, mate. The the that was wicked. That was so good. And like the because it explains like of course Sam people Tuscan Raiders aren't just going to be like <laughs> every time they talk to each other like nah, 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 nah. <laughs> um no that that's not how they talk. That's not how they communicate with each other. It's sign language <laughs> because that's. I don't know. That to me, I was like, "Yeah, of course, that's amazing." And Mando speaks that. Oh, dude, I loved it. I really enjoyed that. And again, it's the world building. So, I I dug it, man. I dug it. No, I said that's like I said. I didn't hate the episode. I even like majorly dislike it. But it definitely is very much at the bottom. Ep- chapter four on in in the village on Sorgan. That felt that did feel like a Clone Wars episode, but in the good way. This felt. It just felt like Dave Filoni isn't the best writer of dialogue to start with. I didn't like the dialogue in this. Mm. Certain, for example, okay. when they said things like, you know, she has the high ground and she's no good to us, Dad. I thought, Dave, come on, Dave. And then you mentioned the cantina. <laughs> I liked that. <laughs> and the cantina's fine. Yeah. But then you turn around and you've got this Toro Calican, which is Jake Cannavale, yeah. sitting in Han's booth like Han. I thought... The, the cantinas are cool for, fine for a callback, but then don't have somebody like a young Han Solo West character mm. sitting in Han's booth, sitting like Han. I thought you don't need to do that. I didn't think Jake Cannavale was that great in the episode. He reminded me of Hayden Christensen a lot, and not in a good way. And I love Hayden, but 
Um, so that wasn't a huge fan of uh, Toro Calican. Fennec Shand, uh, Ming Na Wen's character, great character, wasted. I think. I think. Um, yeah. I just thought at times there was, a, and I'm gonna, I may get flamed for this, but I thought the direction at certain parts was lazy. And by that okay. I mean certain scenes were straight up copied from 1977's A New Hope. Like when they, when sure. when they come sure. to Tatooine, when they when he enters the cantina. Um, walking through Tatooine, uh, approaching Mos Eisley, I thought Dave hasn't it's a bit too on the nose. But it is Dave hasn't given us. He could have yeah. shown us that same shot, but even from a different angle, or a different perspective, so we could say that's the scene from A New Hope when Obi Wan and Luke are looking. But we can see it from this this different perspective now, rather than the same one. And I thought it's. You know, I mean, if, I I loved the callbacks. Don't get me wrong. Even if I thought there was far too many. But and I love fan service, but I just thought Dave could have done more with showing us what we already know, but from a different perspective. Which is like when you mentioned the Tuscan Raiders. I love that. We all know Tuscan Raiders, yeah. but he, he gave us something different. I loved that. Going over the Dune Sea to find Fennec Shan, liked it. it reminded me of Attack of the Clones, and then I say the, fl- the the flare chase. I love that when they're trying to get to Fennec Shan and they're lighting the flares off. I thought it looked great, and I thought the fight yeah. between Toro and Fennec was great, and also the sort of back and forward between him and her when she's saying, "Look, kid, uncuff me. You know, you can be a legend if you take the Mando down." And he offs offs her. I hope she's coming back. I don't think she is because we've seen IG Eleven, we've seen Cara Dune, now we've seen Fennec Shand, and even Kuwil. They're kind of in it, and then they're not. We get to the ending, I guess. Shall we talk about the ending? Yeah, let's do it, mate. Let's yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, we've got we've got a cheeky little audio message, haven't we? We have, and this is a this is from a legend called Jason, a fan of the show, uh, King. This is what he said about the ending. Jump straight into it. I'll just say it right off the top. I think it's Boba Fett, and the reason being is because one of the things that uh, was noted in Empire Strikes Back was Ben Burt adding the sound of spurs jingling every time Boba Fett was walking around, even though you never actually saw the spurs. And we know that John Favreau and Filoni, for that matter, are really peppering in all of the uh, callbacks from the previous movies. And here they made a specific reference to the jingling of the spurs, and then, but keeping the figure rather hidden, you can see he's got a cape, and armor, but that's about it. So yeah, that's who that's who Jason thought it was, mate. But when you saw that Lukey boy, and we'll get onto your comments in a second, Jason. Sorry, when you saw it, Lukey boy, what did you think? So, it, listen, right? I can't help but feel it ain't Boba Fett, mm-hmm. right? I, do, do you want to know who I thought it was? Go on. It, I can't help but feel like it's um, the Imperial dude who have not seen yet, played by, help me out. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Thank you. Yeah, I can't Gideon. help but feel like there's an Imperial link to it. Like I, I, And I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's Boba Fett, man. Like, hang on, dude. Like He got put in the Sarlacc pit like 30 years ago. You, you're telling well, me. I think, dude... I think it was about seven years before, I think it was. Oh, no, of course it is. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm thinking, I'm... Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm on sequel trilogy timeline. Naughty, oh, yeah. Luke. Naughty. <laughs> you, you, we'll let you off, mate. But like, it's a few... Okay, so maybe that makes it a bit more feasible. But no, I never thought it was Boba Fett because, you know, I can't help but feel like the Mandalorian is probably 
they want they went with Mandalorian because they didn't want to bring Boba Fett back mm-hmm. and like effectively resurrect him, you know, back from the dead a little bit. Oh yeah, he survived the Sarlacc bit. I don't know. Um, likewise with IG88 and the IG11 difference. Obviously, IG88 is the droid, the bounty droid in Empire Strikes Back. Yep. We get IG11 because. Like it makes sense, there's going to be a lot of them. It's a droid, um, but that way it doesn't affect the canon, it doesn't affect any kind of relationships people have built with the IG88 um, character, even in the EU, right? There is mm-hmm. that kind of respect there. I can't help but feel that it's not going to be Boba Fett because why would it be? Like, what, like, on other, other than the fact that like people love Boba Fett because he's this iconic, um, well, he's this icon of Star Wars, right. Like why would why would he be back and why would he be there and why would he be looking at this dead body? Well, this is it. Like, I, why? There's, there's there's no reason. I mean, I thought when I first saw it, of course, I thought, "Well, who's this?" I saw a cape, but obviously, the geek in me remembers that in aftermath, which was set two years before this, I think this um, a guy called Cobb Vanth who became like the sheriff of Tatooine. He apparently he bought Boba Fett's or a scarred Mandalorian's armor. It's Boba Fett's armor on the black market. He wears that now. He's the sheriff of Tatooine and Boba Fett's armor. So if it is Boba Fett, he's wearing new armor, which is feasible. So yeah. it could be it could be Cobb Fanth. What boy would it be? Boba Fett. It could be Boba Fett. Like I say, why would it be? It, it has to be um, Moff Gideon Esposito's character because he has to come in in the next few series. That's episodes. what I'm thinking, man. I mean. For me, I'm I'm happy that we we've kind of got the mystery, and by the time this shows out, it's going to be like two more days before we find out, <laughs> right? But yeah, to me, I was like, like I di- I wasn't sitting there thinking, oh, flipping wonder who that is. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh wow, like who who the hell is that? I did think, and I remember my missus when we watched it was like, no, they can't leave us on that, and I was like, oh mate, they've got us. There, that's that weekly us. thing, isn't it, mate? They've got us. Yeah, but yeah. at the same time, like I'm one of those people. I'm like, yeah, but. We we find out in a week so you know like I, i'm not gonna be sitting here wasting too yeah. much time thinking about it but. i think it's definitely moff gideon i mean i've seen a few That's people what saying what if it's cad bane in my wildest nerd dreams i would Ooh, love cad, the, Falani, cad well and cad bane is the bounty hunter he's the best bounty hunter out there fighting me for it um mm. and but i mean that's my problem cad. with this episode is that we've only got three left this felt like a wasted opportunity because it hasn't advanced the story whatsoever. Yeah. We've only got three three episodes. If we'd had another seven or eight episodes, I would have had no particular no real issue with this episode. But it's that kind of lack of urgency where it's like a side plot, and and it kind of led to that moment at the very end. And you think, well, it's a bit pointless. All of that just for, just so we can get to that bit at the end. But going forward, it looks like we're going to get a lot more kind of bounty hunting and mercenary types. It looks like we may be getting Cara Doom back. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to get that the winking twilight coming in Tonks from Harry Potter. There's going to be there's so much to look forward to. That's that I, but we may go back and look at this episode like we That's did with Rebels point. and think actually there is quite a lot going on in this episode. It, the we've still got three more to go, and this episode may play into it massively. We don't know. Yeah, but exactly. on Jay, on Jason's email, the, um, Jason's voicemail, he was sure it's Boba Fett because it has the classic Ben Burt Spurs sound. And as he rightly says, Favreau mm. and Filoni. They're peppering in the callbacks, like this episode, and they're not putting things in just for the fun of it. There's a specific reference, despite the figure being hidden, he said. Now, that is a legitimate thing to say. They're not messing around here. It's a good point. And again, that's not not really something I put much thought into. Um, But like... (sighs) 
dude, like I said, you know, we're going to find out in a few hours, pretty much. You know, like it's it's not long for you then, mate. Over under, over under, thirty percent, forty percent, over under forty percent. Is that Boba Fett? Oh, dude, I'm going to say under. Under yeah, 40%. it's too, I'm it's going too, with you. and for one season, like that seems like too much to bring in. That mm-hmm. seems like something yeah. you'd do in season two or season three as well. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, do you know That's right? That, that just seems like. That, that's just mental and i don't know how i'd process that i don't know how i'd feel about it as well it comes down to that magical word execution <laughs> um but yeah there we go apart from that baby yoda memes taking over the world mate <laughs> mate, mate. In Africa, all those other songs mate <laughs> do like like so like everyone loves baby yoda like everyone keeps going on about it and we we said this last week and lo and behold a week later nothing's changed mate in fact nope. there is a particular meme that is <laughs> catching fire like crazy um it. and it's the switching on and off buttons um <laughs> like the one where he plays a track and stuff like that like that is going crazy um my favorite one <laughs> is of course um a thousand miles by vanessa carlton because you know it's got to be done in it it's got to be done it's naughty so yeah i've seen africa by toto i've seen evanescence um i've seen stuff like that it gets better and better each time and of course the titanic song from celine dion's made an appearance they've all made an appearance mate they've all made an appearance but there you go it goes to show how amazing amanda is doing all in all you know it's wicked but uh, all in all, I I was relatively um I was I was not even relatively I was really pleased with this episode. It felt nostalgic, and I really enjoyed it. Baby Yoda's still cute as hell. Oh mate, um yeah. and yeah, mate, I'm I'm in it. Mate, bring on the next episode. I can't believe it's been five episodes. That's mental. I know. Well, I, I can say this one disappointed me. Maybe because the other bar's been set so high. Yeah. However, uh, do I hate the Mandalorian? Do I hell? I can't. I still love this. It's still the best show I've seen in a long time. I can't wait for episode chapter six. So you know what we say? Bring it on! Bring it on! Sam Smith, design manager at Hasbro for Star Wars products, and you're listening to Star Wars Session, quite possibly the greatest Star Wars show in all of Britain. Now, Lukey Boy so eloquently said, and I've mumbled my way through it, The Rise of Skywalker, you may have heard of it, is coming out in a week's time. One week's time. So we thought for a little cheeky wee discussion now, we're just going to talk about the Force. Are we going to see the Force used in new ways in The Rise of Skywalker? New Force powers, new ways of using powers we've seen before. How is the Force going to be used? Now, we know that J.J. Abrams has come out and said there are going to be you know, new force powers used. And he said, you know, you don't want to come to this movie to see everything you've seen before. Fine. Absolutely mm-hmm. agree with that. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to open the floor to Master Blywalker to start with, but we know we know they're going to use these force powers. What are you thinking then? Are we going to see kind of plays on what we've seen before or are we going to see some wild new things? I think by new, let's clarify it. I think there's there's always new ways to look at things, right? Even things are already established. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they explore um, some of the new Force abilities from the sequel trilogy. You know, in particular, I I forget what they're calling it, but basically when Rey uh, touches an object and um, yeah. and she kind of gets like a Force 
back kind of thing. Um, I could definitely see something like that happening, but it, it, maybe it's expanded upon. Maybe it's to a, like a live connection or maybe mm. it's like a really specific memory or uh, something that's happened. And, and you think a little bit more like Cal in Jedi Fallen Order. He kind yes. of does that, right? I mean, that's a thought that I kind of had. And that plays into the theory I had um, last week with palpatine right that the maybe what if that's how um we learn about palpatine what if that's how we learn a bit more about ray's um past is when she sees something of palpatine's or you know what whatever she then has a more specific um vision you know maybe by that point it you know it's not even a vision um it's it's hard to it's kind of hard to explain and to um you know, visualize if you will but i dude i i i think they're gonna go the kind of like they're gonna go all out here now the the elephant in the room mate and i want to i can't wait to get jibber jabber jabber the hud's opinion on this you, you know <laughs> you know what it's like right of course is the the, the whole idea of the force and now the, the, there are there are rumors about this so i want to be careful with this so again spoiler but kind of not spoiler because it's not confirmed and to me, this seems a bit crazy. Again, it all comes down to execution, dab. Um, uh, but force battle fight thing where mm. Ray and Kylo fight each other and like their backgrounds change or something like that. I've, I've heard that and I can't help. But, and I, I'm not, I'm not a dude who like, who like goes into spoilers. You know, I'm not one of those guys. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, what what's your opinions on on that? And if you can describe it more eloquently than I did, then you know, be my guest. I don't think I, don't <laughs> think I can. I remember a couple of months ago, we on one of the shows. I, I think it was a speculation show. One part of the speculation was that we were going to have a fight across the galaxy, where in the background would change with every lightsaber strike to a familiar. Um, planet, so we could be on like Utapau and then Mustafar and then Naboo and then somewhere else with Ray and Kylo fighting. And I remember saying then, I think the idea sucks. I really don't like the idea of it because again, it comes down to execution trick. Because Drink. It, in theory, it sounds terrible. You know, they're having a fight and all these familiar locations are in the background because my mind goes straight away. Why? Yeah. Why would why would for example would Ray and Kylo? have Mustafar as a background when they have literally no connection. I know obviously Ben Solo's the grandson of Anakin Skywalker, but he himself has no connection to Mustafar as much as Ray has Utapau, for example. I don't like the idea of that the force vision, the force Skype, sorry, being played out like that. Now, if it's in one location, like for example the Death Star too, I I've seen speculation that, you know, maybe one of them isn't there, even though they it looks like they are because Ben soaking wet coming out the waves, but um, but then he got wet in the last year with, with a top on old, you know, wider than the M twenty five. He he got he got wet in the last Jedi as well when that he looked at his glove. I, if it was one scene and they're kind of sparring with each other, I kind of accept it. But then at the same time, you know, you can't deliver a killing blow a la crate. Yeah. So I think what's the point? So so for me, I wouldn't be on board with it. Mate. So what about what about because I'm kind of on the same page as as yourself but what about if i were to present it slightly differently oh, oh, oh. right so it's kind of it's yes, the mate. same concept but i'm presenting it slightly differently you up for that I, anything you want mate so, i'm always up for a bl so, a, bl a bl one. Oh, mate a bl one in it 
Um, mm-hmm. Okay, let's have a Bly one. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> you naughty boy. You naughty boy. <laughs> um, listen, so Ray's vision in The Force Awakens, right? She's running down. Mm-hmm. She She's in the Bespin Corridor. She has no idea what that is. Mm-hmm. She has no idea what planet that's on. Do you know what I mean? Like, she has no yeah, clue. Yeah. She's just and, in that corridor. At this point, she's not even, like, properly sure if Luke Skywalker's real or not. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. She doesn't know what that is. So, for me, the planets aren't necessarily important to the people. It was that memory that the galaxy or the Force was kind of showing her. So, what if, in in one way, Rey is having a vision akin to what she's had in The Force Awakens, and Kylo is connected to it? somewhat and he's almost experiencing the same thing and as a result they end up lashing out on each other maybe a couple times or something like that because they're scared they're confused why is kylo in this one and we're both like reacting crazy to this surroundings is he trying Mm. to kill me is and and likewise flip it kylo's thinking the exact same thing right and maybe by the end of it they're shown something shown something they're scared of and maybe that ending bit is what brings them together you know and maybe maybe kylo's more up for it than she is maybe she's like scared like no hell no this is it i've had enough and kylo at that point is more willing to 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 abide almost by the will of the force right that's to me that kind of concept and it's just something i've been having a little think about having a little tinker about you know because dwelling yeah, a little dwelling, right? A little dwelling. Because, again, dude, it comes down to our favourite word. Because that, almost what we began this this main topic with and mm-hmm. what I've just mentioned, they're kind of the same idea, but the way they are getting executed, drink, is okay. totally different. And that goes to show you, like, with, with a lot of leaks and things like that, is don't take them as gospel because the mm-hmm. way they might end up doing it and the way we might see it in the cinema will be totally crazy. You know, you think of the first Star Wars, A New Hope, you know, people thought it was mental. Like, there were, there were people in, in Tunisia when they were on Tatooine, filming the Tatooine. Like, the, a lot of the crew thought it was absolutely mental. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, this dude, like George Lucas, and this guy has been on drugs. He's a hippie. Hey, what the hell? <laughs> we're getting paid for this. So, you know, we might as well crack on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, hey, I don't know. It's just a thought. What do you think? Oh, John Favreau, if you're listening, get this man on to write an episode of The Mandalorian because this guy gets it. When you put it like that, that's much, <laughs> that's much more, you know, that's much more spicy. That's much more tasty. The idea that two people can experience the same vision or whatever they want to call it, false vision, um, at, of a location and kind of be in the same place. Maybe that, maybe they are both looking for the same thing and the same thing that they're looking for isn't what they expected. And like you say, it leads them down, leads them onto different paths or, connects them i like now that idea love it i don't i mean that. i'm ha- absolutely fine with that because it it's been established that the yeah. two have a connection yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and also that if ray touches certain things then she can experience whatever the force wants her to see from that object now whether she can knowingly bring kylo into that obviously that's that's the main thing but when you put it like that i'm all up for that and that 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 then works for me I like that. Um, they, I think it's called it's psych, psychometry. I think they're psychometry. They're calling it in in Star Wars. It's like when you touch something and you get the echo. That's what Cal Kestis had, and um, 
Quinlan Voss and Carr mm. from the Force mm. Collector book, which came out recently, which is actually quite good on the journey to the rise of Skywalker. A couple of nice little Easter eggs in that book as well for the film. So yeah, I, I can see that happening. And you know what? If that did happen, I wouldn't, it, I wouldn't be have a problem with it because actually it's quite a good way of cutting down exposition and also showing two characters doing the same thing in different scenes. Just put them in the same scene together via the force Skype, kill two birds with one stone and give us some dramatic tension of the perceived hero and perceived villain having to kind of walk together on this journey. And like you said, there'll always be that tension, whether it's a lover's tiff. If you listen to uh, the journal of like Luke Blywalk on our patron show, you won't believe that. But is it a lover's tip or not? Um, the, so I like that idea, mate. So I'm on board with that, if that was to happen. And don't forget, man, like earlier, a couple of months ago, we had um, the theory about the Force Baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, mate. We're going to get a little naughty Force Baby popping out of, popping out of Ray. Jeez, wow. Well, they're going to hatch it. They're going to hatch it. So it's going to be a little Force egg. Just down at the jar was near it. Yeah, yeah. And that will be the Raylo so egg. Yeah, and um, that is the balance of the force, and the kid's name will be Skywalker. Yes, because because why not name it after Uncle Luke? You know, but not Luke. Call it Skywalker because Luke's a stupid name. That's yeah. You never know. Force theory. Boom. Boom. Yep. Force baby. Force visions. You've heard it here first. See you next week, guys. Enjoy your weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know what other force abilities we can see. Uh, Really, I mean. I've heard of force healing. Oh, people yes. Yes. But potentially that. Because I always thought in A New Hope when after Luke's been attacked by the Tuscans and Ben Kenobi does that weird dragon noise, um, he kind of leans over and touches his forehead and then suddenly Luke sort of like wakes up again. I've always thought, did Obi-Wan, you know, revive him with that touch like a force healing? Do you know what, dude? See, that's why I love doing this show with you, man. I have never... I have never thought of that. And I've seen that film like a billion times. It was only like last year or something when I watched it. I was like, isn't it funny when he touches his head, he wakes up? Because in yeah. Revenge of the Sith, which I, which I watched on Friday, nice. it's on Sky Movies. Nice. And I had a great time with that. At the When when Anakin's laying there, you know, he's he's had a few, he's legless and all that. Um, Il Mustafar. And Palpatine comes down. He kind of touches his forehead. That's what made me think. Because I don't think Palpatine's doing anything other than, you know, just soothing him. But... It, that then made me think about the Kenobi one. And I thought, is that force healing or force revival? Yeah. And it could add some sort of dramatic weight. What happens if something happens to Ray in the film, which I think may do. Yeah, me too. And then Kylo revives yes. it. Or, or vice versa. Yes, yes. And no, I'm, yeah. I'm, if that was to happen, I was totally thinking, I, I, you've mentioned force healing. I have heard that one. And I've thought about that one too. I would dig that, right? If Kylo yeah. was able to do that to Ray, because that's kind yeah. of... That would be more dramatic for me, I yeah. think. Yeah, that would be so sick. I'd be so down for that. Because you'd so expect Ray to do that kind of not not to heal the bad guy, if you will. But I'm not sure she's she's able to deliver the killing blow to Kylo Ren if she had to. So the idea of her reviving him kind of seems in character with her. Yes. Whereas if yes. Kylo Ren did it or Ben Solo, that would be a huge character um, uh, arc turn, a huge U turn, and. That would have a lot more heft to it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm on the same page with that, mate. I'm definitely on the same page. And, what a nice guy. And, and just on just on that note, right, like, and, dude, like, last week's show was such a banger. Like, how can we not go back to it, right? But, <laughs> um, you know, like the Plagueis Palpatine thing that I've 
keep going on about this like the 103rd time I've mentioned it you know the whole resurrection between Plagueis and Palpatine that's that's what I think could happen um yeah technically that would be a new force power right because we've not seen that on screen we've heard it yep, we've heard right. that Plagueis could influence the midichlorians to to um stop people from dying right what what if yep. what if we see Palpatine do that with Plagueis or or something something along those lines like that could that could totally work right and that would count as new oh, force mate. powers right <laughs> it's so exciting yeah i would no it would because like you say we've, we've only heard it we haven't seen it what it would be like force manipulation or midichlorian manipulation because yeah that's got to be how palps is coming surely back. surely i like that's like i can't think of any other way no. we, i mean we, 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 we've got a whole show about that last week and it was a great show i can't see how they're going to do it i mean i can't think of many they could introduce and only because i mean so far in the sequel trilogy alone We've seen uh, Carlo stopping a blaster bolt. We've seen the mind trick from Ray, Force Visions and Force Skype. Though we did see something fairly similar in Empire with Luke and Vader when Vader communes with Luke um, like telepathically. We've seen Force Mary Poppins, Floating Rocks, and of course Luke's Force Projection on Crate. So we've already seen new Force ability. And in one of the new TV spots, um, we see Ray using the Force to stop Carlo slicing her in half. He, she freezes his lightsaber. It's looks great. The only thing I would say is I hope they don't go yeah. too wild. I hope they don't go too big. And give us something where you think, right? Realistically, in in within the scope of the story, that you doesn't gotta, seem. You, you, yeah, yeah, you guess you right. Have yeah, to buy it. you suspend disbelief to yeah. a certain amount. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. And there's a fine. There, there can be a fine line between mm-hmm. that. You know, it's like Luke's Luke's kind of uh, projection. I buy it, and I always have mm-hmm. bought it. Um, mm-hmm. And from my point of view, that makes Luke, you know, the most powerful Jedi from from a certain point of view um, of all time, <laughs> right? And that's yep. that's that's what how I feel. So that's why I love that part of the Last Jedi. Um, but certainly, you know, it's it's definitely possible. And I know you've you've mentioned a few um, bits and bobs, but in pretty much like every Star Wars film, we get a new Force ability. So it's it's yeah. it's kind of. <laughs> It's inevitable that this is going to happen, that we're going to go see uh, a new Force ability. And, yeah, I mean, you've you've mentioned a couple there that I find um, quite interesting. I think the Force healing, you know, that's that would be very easy to do. And here's a thought, right? Mm-hmm. What about um, kind of like teleportation, Force teleportation? And I'm not talking like you kind of Doctor Who just kind of like fade out. <laughs> and then you're, that's it. You're like, that's right? I would, yeah, be, yeah. I would be pretty disappointed if that was the case, <laughs> to be honest. But, <laughs> to be polite. Yeah. yeah, to be polite. But what if, you know, like when Palpatine kind of like gets thrown off the um, like the massive tube thing um, in the Death Star mm-hmm. at, at his throne too. room, right? And there's that massive bolt of like blue energy. We can, mm-hmm. we always just kind of assumed that was like <laughs> when it, when a bad dude kind of gets killed, who's that powerful in the force? That's how they die. They just blow up, and a load mm-hmm. of blue force comes out of them. Because why not? <laughs> yeah. Why not? Because a Star Wars. Good old eighties Star yeah. War. <laughs> but listen, right? What if what if that is going to be directly connected to the rise of Skywalker? Because it, I'm, and, and while I'm saying this, I'm very conscious that this week again, or maybe in the last two weeks, I'm I'm losing track, man. Um, <laughs> Chris Chris Terrio has said like he is well aware, he is well aware of the sacrifice of yes. 
Anakin Skywalker that Darth Vader made at the end of uh, Return of the Jedi. So if he is aware of that and Palpatine is back and Palpatine has managed to almost like teleport into the future mm-hmm. or teleport to, I, I don't think it'd be as crazy as that. I don't think they're going to do the time traveling thing, but like mm-hmm. time traveling ting. Um, I, <laughs> I could seem like maybe he teleports onto like that ice planet or something, whatever the heck it is. And he stays there and he's like, right, this is where I'm going to recover. And then, my boy Plagueis is coming back and oh, it's got to bring Plagueis back into it. Um, back my boy, in. my boy Plagueis is going to come back. He's going to heal me up real good. Give me some soup um, and some nice crusty <laughs> bread to dip in that naughty soup. You know that sort of thing. Minestrone, um, minestrone. Uh, you never know, mate. You never know. Like it's 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 possible. Anything's possible. I think anything is possible. Like, um, I think I think though the. Yeah, go on, mate. Go on. I'm, I'm going oh, no. in circles here. I was just thinking about the blue, the blue light that came out of the shaft. They could explain that. That I reckon. I think they they may use that somehow. Because if you think about it, Kylo Ren when he got blasted by Chewbacca's um, bowcaster, the reason he didn't get obliterated because in the novel, the Force Awakens novel, which was canon, it said that Kylo used the Force to absorb the majority of the blast or something like that. And then in the Last Jedi. Leia made this kind of like force bubble around her to stop the obviously the effects of space getting to her it didn't work that much because as Resistance Reborn said she's extremely ill but this whole force bubble thing and Luke and, and force yeah. absorption yeah. and even in uh, oh I can't say that Fallen Order I'll save that one but um, oh you know you boy no, nearly nearly uh, it's not that's not a oh, big by spoiler. the way I want Ilum now I've got to ask you about Ilum soon I'm on Ilum but I've only just got there I've just done the puzzle on it and, uh, All right. and that's it. Well, when you when you finished, Ilum, yeah, get on the get on the ship and go back to Ilum. <laughs> Tell me what you think. Okay. Uh, oh. I've been waiting. I've been waiting to hear. This no, from you, no, mate, no, but... no. I know this. I know this. Oh my! I've got to talk it's... about that because that blew my mind. Should we talk about it? I think I know what you're talking about. I think we'll should we should we save that one for when you finish and we can do like a recap. Okay. Just in case right. anybody else yeah, hasn't, yeah, yeah, hasn't yeah, finished, yeah. we've got a star on track. I'm with you, bud. I'm with you. Stay on, stay on target. <laughs> but, in ter- but in terms of that, what I mean is, uh, in, in terms of the Force Bubble, what's to say that the most powerful Sith Lord didn't create this like Force Dark Side bubble of energy around him to, yeah. you know, uh, cushion the blow off? Like you say, essentially teleport, if you will. His is his being somewhere else. Yeah. The only thing I'd say to you is, and again, we're not filmmakers here, so it'd be off. How would how would they visualize that? How would how would they show you a teleportation? Force vision, isn't it? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> bring it back to the old F three. <laughs> it all rhymes. It all connects. Yeah. It all rhymes. Okay. Force vision. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, yeah. That's that's just come to me, and that kind of makes the most sense. It, it, I M H O, in my honest opinion. Matty boy, I know it's mental, but I have been known to be wrong sometimes. I know it's crazy to believe. Liar, but um, my 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 lovely lady can definitely uh, tell you about that. But there we go. Um, yeah, dude, I cannot wait to see the all the new stuff in episode nine, and and I think that is definitely something that 
sometimes in the last jedi i feel like we didn't get quite enough new stuff Mm -hmm. um and i am buzzing for all the new stuff we're going to see in the rise of skywalker and it and it echoes the the third chapters of all the other trilogies right the prequel trilogies i always feel like the revenge of the sith is the strongest it's my favorite out of the prequels Mm -hmm. um and we see loads of new stuff and we see the transition of things you know it's it's gorgeous i love it and it's world building um return of the jedi is one of my favorite star wars films and on some days it is my favorite star wars (laughs) film you know and we see loads of new stuff everything minor stuff from scout troopers to the atsts and whatnot you know it's just it's just sweet and ewoks right yep because ewoks are going to come back and murder loads of stormies isn't they so (laughs) they're gonna yeah they're gonna barbecue their brains or whatever it is when they take their helmets off yeah that's it they're hungry they are hungry but there we go mate that's 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 what i'm thinking that's what what you're thinking yeah that's what i'm thinking the same as well Uh, i can't think i can't think of too many but then again like i say chris terrio and jj abrams have said there's going to be there's going to be stuff that shocks us there's going to be stuff we don't expect who's to say that they haven't got the mother of all force abilities which none of us thought about i'm to kind of my end thoughts on that are any kind of major new f- abilities i think are going to be more focused around palpatine yeah which it could be the manipulation or the teleportation or whatever you want to call it though ray i think is going to come up with something pretty banging as well but i think you know whatever however palpatine's back if he's back again the caveat if he's back in the flesh blah blah I think if he is done by manipulation, that's going to be the biggest force power of all time because we've seen it with Luke on crate. That's the that is the coolest force use of all time. The projection when he absolutely punks the entire first order, brushed his shoulder off. See you around, kid. Bosh, he's off. You know that is it from the other side of the galaxy. That is the most powerful use of the force. Now I'm not going to say Jade is going to go bigger or better than that, but if he does, the only thing I could think of is palps manipulating those midi-chlorians to bring himself back or to preserve his life. So I have no idea what they're going to do. Force healing seems the most likely, though. Uh, again, all I'll say is I hope they just don't go too mental with it and make you think, hmm, that's all. That's my kind of closing thoughts yeah. on that, mate. Yeah, I, I think you're right, mate. Um, but that's that's what we think. We we, we got a voicemail, didn't we? Uh, we did. Uh, we got a voicemail from the King of Wales, the man of the valleys, Luke Summerfield. This is what he thought. Hey, all you sessioners. I'm thinking we're going to see just how powerful the Force Ghosts are. Do you think Luke committing a true Jedi act on Krait will grant him special abilities within the Cosmic Force? I'm also sure we're going to see Force possession, dark side ghosts, and also something Papa Palpatine drops in Revenge of the Sith about Plagueis. So powerful and so wise, he could use the Force to influence the midichlorians to create life. Is this the key for his return? We haven't got long to wait, and I'd just like to say I want everyone to jump on board the Essex Falcon and support Star Wars sessions on Patreon. Do it. Thank you very much, mate. Those, those no, lovely val- no valley tones, mate. What, what are you got to say about that, champ? What an absolute lad. The King of Wales, Luke <laughs> Summerfield. Broop, 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 broop. Dude is an absolute legend. Um, yeah, so firstly, he talks about Luke Skywalker, you know, his force projection on crate. Will that give him some like special force abilities? Well, we've not seen any Luke Skywalker in any of the marketing material. 
in in or the Mark Hamill on the press tour. Yeah, exactly. Now, and we've not seen Ian McDermott either, have we? Uh, no, not really. No, apart from a celebration and a few conventions. Listen, I, I think we're in, short answer is I think we're in for a treat. I don't know how. I wouldn't be surprised if it is just some sort of force ghost. But hear me out. If Anakin comes back, and I know we're not talking about that loads, we'll probably save that for next week. Um, mm-hmm. yep. You know, like if 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 Luke is coming back, then yeah, like if if there is a way that maybe Luke Skywalker's the first Jedi or Anakin Luke and 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 like a combination of of different Skywalkers or something. If they use all of their Force Ghost power together, they can influence like the real world in some way and. I don't know, you know, that I could see that happening. I know it's super vague and a bit of a lame answer, Luke, but, you know, it's it's a great, strong question. Mm-hmm. Short answer is yes. You mentioned dark side ghosts. Um, mm-hmm. Matty boy, what are you thinking on that? I know they um, touted the imagery in the Art of the Force Awakens book, and I actually love the idea of a Sith ghost who doesn't materialise fully, but it's more like a haunting spirit. I quite like that. I don't think we'd get that in the in the Rise of Skywalker though. I think in terms of Sith, in terms of Sith and villains, they're going to be like physically there. I think. Yeah, I'm. I think you're probably right. I, I for me, that's a no. I don't think so, but you know, never say never. It might make sense. It might be poetic. It all rhymes. It's all, all poetic. Rhymes. <laughs> um, it all rhymes. Um, and then thirdly, the um, influence in midichlorians, dude. Yes. 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 I don't think. I don't think we're going to get a mention of the midichlorians. I don't think no. they're going to say that word, right? I think they're kind of like moving away from that. Not that they even have to. I just don't think they're going to allude to something that's been referenced, like so further back in the saga yeah. right the, the common movie guy probably won't remember what a midichlorian is we do because you know star wars is life Geeks. um but that's it but yes i do and i think that plagueis your boy plagueis your boy um flipping palpatine they're they're, they're up to no good influence our influencing our cans of midichlorians that's what i'm thinking no nope, yeah i think we're, we're gonna get it we're gonna i think we're going to get the midichlorian manipulation if anyone's going to mention midichlorians it would be palpatine only because he mentioned it in revenge of the sith but i think that's the most likely out of all of them is that absolutely man i cannot flip and wait to see all this new force shenanigans mate I it's going to be wait. so dope i cannot I wait. wait you know what i want though mate i want to go into that dusty old drinking hole over there i want a drink should we jump in oh mate let's bowl it over Get inside. Yes, That's man. right. We we are back at the Bantina, aren't we, We mate? are, mate. In barman. Luke's going to order a drink. <laughs> oh, damn it. I always... <laughs> I never, ever remember this bit where we try and put out a Star Wars bar. Which, by the way, we have never officially said this is a thing no. that we're going to be doing. It's just happened, um, yeah. Right, okay. Off, right. Obviously, last week we had two Keth beers, and that was probably that was the, the best, best pun. It, you know, that was that was they when when they made that planet, they thought of our show. I think we can just carry on with Keth beer forever, mate. I love two Keth beers, yeah, mate. I love two Keth beers. You know, two two for us. What a nice um, guy. But anyway, yeah, mate, we love it, don't we? We <laughs> love it. You love it. The kids love it, as Dan Sextoni would say. Um, we put out a poll onto Instagram asking you guys whether we'll see new force powers or usage in episode 9. 11% said no, leaving 89% of you saying yes, which I think we're definitely in agreement with. 
yeah, pretty one-sided. I think you can say there. So, what do the best listeners in the galaxy think of any potential new Force usage in The Rise of Skywalker? Well, we had a few different thoughts, Matty Boy. Our uh, patron, Matthew Bell, who is, of course, a legend, um, our genuine chit-chat, said Force imbue or possession. Um, so, yeah, another Force possession idea. Uh, Imperial Rebel Orc says the power to open a crisp packet, no matter how drunk you might be. I mean... These walkers, yeah, like I, I, you know, I could see Adam Driver, you know, doing a roll good drunken brushing. You know, that could do. That dude can do anything. <laughs> can do any. Hey, Daisy, you really have a fun of that as well. Yeah, never say never, guys. Never no, you say never, never know. Uh, Kelly Hoston, shout out uh, day one and Cuddy Bricks say maybe cheating death. Whereas Sean Hudson, what a dude, said more of Ray slash Cal Kestis force memories would be good. Oh, for shall. Um, up next, we've got patron Laura, Rogazgut of Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast and Renegade Six Killer. Saying, patron. saying uh, legends, all legends, a lot of them, all saying healing. Mm. So again, you know, they're they're all they're all saying things that we've kind of mentioned, and I think at that point, you know, it's linear. You know, it kind of makes sense. Like <laughs> you mentioned it earlier, the scope. Uh, but on top of that, Peter P94 says maybe it talks about communication with force ghosts and force users who have died. It's an interesting way of looking at it. I haven't thought about that. But in, in my in my opinion, as much as like, yeah, that, that could be it. It could be an element of that. But as far as I'm aware, we, we've already seen that, right? Luke talked talk to Obi-Wan pretty much throughout Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And Obi was a force ghost, right? Yeah. Luke and Yoda on um, Acto you know, I, don't, I don't know yep uh, thank you anyway guys and finally Slay Bell what a name and the Slayfer said uh, they think teleportation which is something that Blylo Rendra dropped <sighs> earlier on naughty mate naughty guys yeah absolutely thank you so much for sending in your thoughts on that topic you cheeky bunch of legends now on to the next section Patreon questions but before we go to our questions right that all our fortunate patrons get should we listen to a little hip-hop beat uh let's do it mate The best podcast you've ever heard. Star Wars sessions on the mic is quite absurd. Got a Patreon now with lots of tears. From two dollars a month is all it is. Best podcast. Hello there. Best podcast. Best podcast. Roger, Roger. Best podcast. That's right, people. From as little as $2 a month for less than a cup of coffee at a coffee shop, you can listen to amazing content, extra shows from both Matt and I, and a cheeky podcast. Honestly, this is the deal of the century. Nice, spicy, tidy. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. It's the best podcast you've ever heard. Star Wars Sessions on the mic is quite absurd. Got a Patreon now with lots of tears. From $2 a month is all it is. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. 
best podcast. Best podcast. Um, <laughs> after that, some of our patrons, because they're legends, our patrons get to ask a cheeky little um question to uh to so so it can try and stumble Matt and I. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyone from the three dollar two and above, you get one question per month, and we try to oh. try to answer a few per week. So, who's up first, matey? Uh, so up first, we've got Luke Summerfield, who says, "Hey, dudes, my what? question is to do um, is, do you think we will ever get original trilogy characters in the Mandalorian, even if it's a brief cameo, a shot of the Falcon, etc.? Let's not forget, there's a young Ben Solo running around too. Oh, dude, I am so about this question. Um, <laughs> sh- the answer is yes and yes. I think we're going to get Ooh. original trilogy characters. I don't think they're going to be like A-list characters. They're going to be minor characters, mm-hmm. even if right. it's like brief or maybe the, like the, the, the behind of them, the behind of their silhouette, if you will. Um, I don't think it's going to be Boba Fett, but that's kind of for another, another <laughs> we'll time. We'll do it quietly. Yeah. Um, and it, likewise, it could even be the Falcon, right? Because the Falcon is its own character, technically. Yeah. Um, and, and like you said, yes, I definitely think, like the Mandalorian is going to be going for a few seasons, right? It's going to go for a few series. So I definitely think we're going to see not just maybe a little Ben Solo. I don't know about that. Um, but definitely, I think we're going to see the birth of the First Order. We're going to see some First Order stormtroopers, like some prototype stuff. Mm-hmm. We're going to see the economics behind the First Order and why it, it, it came to be. That's what I'm thinking. Yep, uh, I mean maybe Boba Fett. I guess you can't you can't rule it out because you can't rule anything out. Him aside, I can't see any major characters popping up like like you just said. Maybe some like tertiary characters, secondary characters that appeared in the background of the OT, or maybe had like a line or two. I can't. I can see maybe a mention of General Solo or Luke Skywalker or Leia as a mention, like in a past and reference, or that Jedi or the smuggler or the princess. Uh, that aside, I can't see any. In season one, anyway, going forward in season two or uh, and beyond, I think we will do. Uh, but I just don't think we're going to see any of any of the A list. Yeah, I. Yeah, so yeah, it's a, it's a hard one. I I think they could do it, but I think it's going to be real brief, and it's going to mm-hmm. be from a certain point of view. Yes. Uh, but either way, if if we see little Ben Solo running around playing runouts of it with it with like baby Greedos and that, oh so good, <laughs> so good playing knockdown ginger with his mates. He's only five, I think, at this point in the timeline. So he's out of nappies now. He's independent. He can play with baby Yoda, maybe oh. baby Solo, baby Yoda. What a babe! What a Got babe! It. Uh, thank you for that, Lukey boy, Lukey S. Uh, we also had KT Stubbs. She said, "Hey guys, happy the rise of Skywalker month. Happy the rise of Skywalker week, almost." Uh, can't believe it's nearly upon us. Here is the second part to the favourite Obi-Wan moments. If you remember recently, Katie asked us for our favourite old Obi-Wan moment, like Granite Guinness. So this is favourite young Obi-Wan moment. Ewan and Clone Wars provided us with a ha- quite a handful, and with the upcoming Kenobi series, we'll have even more to choose from. Hello there. Um, so Katie <laughs> says, her, her mind's got to be when Obi-Wan took on Maul one-on-one. After Qui-Gon had been cut down, spoilers, Obi-Wan went full-on rage mode at Maul and the choreography was brilliant. And for the most part, I think Ewan did a lot of his own stunts there. He certainly did do most of his stunts there. Um, some of my favourite young Obi-Wan moments are when he's pretty much just trolling everyone with his smarmy quips and comebacks. There's a YouTube video that's compiled every single one. I think it's just called... 
Obi-Wan, like the king of trolls or something like that. And it's just his like smarmy answers to everybody. That aside, uh, Kenobi on Kamino is probably my favourite moment. Uh, you get a different side to the character. You get a sweet fist fight in the rain. His interactions with Django Fett. Uh, and as always, Ewan McGregor is great in that. So for me, it's trolling Obi and Kenobi on Kamino. Mate, good good shouts. I mean, Katie, you've pretty much hit the nail on the head there with the Katie with the um the Bantasaurus <laughs> scene with with Obi versus Maul. Like that is that is just one of the best moments of the prequel trilogy, you know. And mm-hmm. the music, the like everything about it, the way it's orchestrated is gorgeous. Um, for me, I'm gonna because you've already mentioned that that is probably my one of my favorite moments i'm mm. gonna say when obi-wan is getting a little bit naughty he's getting a little bit tasty yeah um and he's getting a little bit sassy so it's everything where like oh oh um anakin's like we tried master we tried to and obi-wan's <laughs> like good job like that yeah, is yeah. just so good like yes, it, we came here to rescue you like it, it, good, good job, job. Oh, dude! Like it, fe- it feels like sometimes Obi Wan just carries the prequel trilogy. Like Ewan McGregor <laughs> is just—he's so incredible. Um, but also, it's 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 everything. Like he knows when to be funny, like a dry sense of funny. And I think again, this is testament to to Ewan McGregor, um, mm-hmm. which I I can't wait for that Disney Plus series, mate. Bring it I, on! I can't um, wait. But it's also just the. Um, the way he can he can go from the funny and the sarcastic to this really serious, you know, and this might seem a little dark, but his reaction to to Order sixty six is is incredible, mm-hmm. and again, it's it's an amazing bit of um, Revenge of the Sith, and and I absolutely adore it. But he, even then, again, you know, like you said, Boba Fett, um, or sorry, his battle against Jango Fett on Kamino, sick, love it, and they're kind of like tit for tat. In the office in in, in um, Django's apartment and Camino, mm-hmm. it it's brilliant. It's brilliant. So I adore that. So I'm I'm going to say that. Good question, K2. Great question. And of course, the Battle of the Heroes, Anakin versus Obi Wan as well. Um, oh, dude, dude. Of course. Of no, yeah. How can you forget that? Yeah, thank you for that, K2. Um, before we move on, we uh, Lukey boys. Uh, he mentioned a little giveaway recently on Patreon. Uh, care to care to expand, Matt, and maybe give us a winner? Yes, absolutely. We do have a winner. Um, but firstly, we actually did a cheeky little giveaway of Rose Tico because we are celebrating what? Rose Tico because Matty Boy, and apparently who don't love Rose Tico, well, maybe me, but if you want to hear more about that, <laughs> listen to my episode on Rose Tico on it's our well Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Give it a listen, guys. I'd love to know what you think. Um, but long story short, we gi- we did a cheeky little giveaway and we do regular giveaways and treats to our patrons because we love you. You're a bunch of naughty legends. You're a bunch of sick heads. Um, <laughs> we, got, we got a three and three quarter inch action figure of Rose Tico. We got a Rose Tico pop vinyl and a Rose Tico uh, comic book, the Age of Resistance comic book of Rose Tico. Um, and we give it away to one of our patrons so earlier today matty boy um had the pleasure of uh putting all of our patrons or 15 of you into a uh, random uh, na- uh selector right generator like yep. a, like a contest generator right <sighs> guys are you ready to hear who's won like <laughs> i don't think you guys are ready because you could not flipping make this up it's none other than our own rose 
old Iranian rose all the way from the Ukraine has has won. Yeah. And guys, I am not joking here. Matty Boy, he, he even sent me a video with all of the entries and stuff. It's blank. He clicks the button. Rose comes up. And I'll, I, I'm just sitting there. What? Are you? I get a message saying, are you, is, this, is this for the giveaway? You, Actual Rose and the crying face. Yeah, I, I was just like, no, no way. Are you having a laugh? Are you having a laugh? 100%. Oh this my old Rose, days. you've done it. Well, young Rose, should I say, you've done it. You're the, you're the, you're the, you're the winner. Oh. Congratulations, mate. Yeah, absolutely. So, Rose, please send us your address details and we'll get this prize sent to you ASAP Rocky, mate. Congratulations. And people, get on our Patreon. We've got loads of good content on there. We've got our own shows. We've got more shows coming, giveaways, videos coming. It's, it's all spicy. It's all naughty. www.patreon.com forward slash style sessions. Get on it. We've got the journal of Luke Blywalker dropped yesterday, and uh, as I say, it's a it's a, it's a treat. You have to hear this if you get a chance. So yeah, sign up, have a little listen. Two dollars a month is all it will cost you. Going up from there, and we also had a couple of listener questions we're going to blast through quickly as well. Yeah, we have a cheeky little question from Dell Robinson who asks: Listening to episode forty-one, you mentioned Matt Smith isn't in the Rise of Skywalker, but maybe he is. In one of the latest TV spots, you hear Pabst talking, and is it, it? It doesn't sound like Ian McDermott. Just wondering what your thoughts are on that. He sounds younger. Keep up the fantastic work. Great question, um, Dell. The, the short answer is no. I I don't think we're going to get a young Palpatine in this, and. In my humble opinion, I thought it sounded like Ian McDermott. I could be wrong, though. And it could be that you're so familiar to hearing the Emperor in the prequel trilogy and in um, in the original trilogy that, that hearing the new voice kind of throws you off a little bit. But I'm, I'm thinking no. No, I mean, it does, it does sound a little bit different in tone to what we're used to. But maybe that's just down to Ian McDermott's age. I mean, look at Vader in Rogue One. There's a um, James Earl Jones voice isn't what it was in the 70s and in the 80s. It just sounds different. That's just how it is. Or maybe it is Matt Smith. But listening back and listening back and listening back, which I have done, I, yeah, I agree. I think it does. It still sounds like Ian. But if you want to mix it up and be a bit naughty, maybe it's a mix of both of their voices. Maybe there's a bit of Matt Smith and Ian McDermott in there. That's become one of the most intriguing side plots of the movie, pre-release, like the Matt Smith saga. Is he in it? Is he not? The man himself has said no, and he doesn't appear in any cast list, official cast lists. Uh, neither did Kevin Spacey when Seven came out in '95, but spoiler. So I think it's in McDermott, but there is that there is a line in one of the in a, one of the, the TV spots where he does sound a little bit different. I will say that, but I still think it's Ian McDermott. Yeah, I, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, I'm I'm still thinking it's Ian. Yep, I think it is as well. And uh, we also had Kelly Hoston. She said, a "Good question is, do you think uh, do you guys think we'll get a director and the Jedi type documentary?" for the final Skywalker saga movie when it's eventually released on Blu-ray. And I really hope so, is the answer to that. This is the end, isn't it? It's the end of the saga. Whether it should be on... Whether it will be on the Rise of Skywalker Blu-ray or the inevitable nine-movie huge mega release we're going to get, I don't know, but there should be. The Last Jedi's extras were better than The Force Awakens, though I did enjoy the documentary on The Force Awakens disc, but the director of the Jedi was such a magnificently executed drink behind-the-scenes <laughs> look from start to finish. It's informative, it's fun, it's emotional, it's everything that a documentary like this should be. And do you know what? I would be pretty disappointed if we don't get something similar when The Rise of Skywalker is eventually released. It doesn't have to be exactly the same, but something candid yeah. and something emotional like that, mate. 
I think um, short answer is yes, and I think there's two factors at play in with that. I think that um, the director and the Jedi was was really well received, mm-hmm. um, so it's probably in their interest to do it again. Secondly, I think the uh, Last Jedi, as as production goes, from what we know, it went really well, went really smoothly. Mm-hmm. Lucasfilm seemed to like Ryan Johnson. They also seemed to like JJ. And supposedly, from what we know, um, the production on Episode Nine was silky smooth, just like Episode Eight. That yeah. wasn't so much the story of Episode Seven. You know, we know there were some bumps and some changes and bits and bobs, uh, maybe some tighter deadlines and whatnot. And so. Yeah, if if you look at the correlation now, I'm thinking yes, and I'd love to see a documentary just like that for the rise of Skywalker. Yo yo, you heard it here first from Blilo and Jabba. Give us that documentary, guys. Uh, and now speaking of speaking of people who can light up a room just with their voice, it's Curtis Smith with a new poem. Here we go. Cool your jets. Lately, it's in to call Ray Mary Sue. People upset there's so much she can do. This isn't Star Wars. They took it too far. Not like when that farm kid blew up the Death Star. There's still lots of story, so much to shake out. There are bound to be answers of this, I've no doubt. At this point in time, I will sit on the fence. For me, science fantasy doesn't have to make sense. It's certainly possible Mary Sue Ray may be. But I'll reserve judgment till I've seen Act 3. Find me on Twitter at Star Wars Poet, on Instagram and Facebook at Star Wars Poetry. Always Star Wars, always poetry, always original work, posting daily. Thank you, mate. And that is all about Ray. It's all about Ray before the rise of Skywalker. Hold your horses, Ray skeptics. She's not a Mary Sue. That's all I'm going to say. Curtis Smith's the, the man who's going to narrate Morgan Freeman's life. Oh, so naughty. So naughty. <laughs> he's such a legend. He's, in fact, he's always Curtis, and he's always a legend. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, a.k.a. Ezra Bridger, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy the show. Right, it's that time of the episode we all love. It's canon characters. Oh, no, wrong show notes. It's the game. <laughs> In, uh, do you know what this game's called, mate? This one's for me to host and Luke to answer. You ready, mate? Mate, let's smash through this bad boy. I'm, I'm ready for it. Let me take a sip. Let me take a naughty sip and let's smash it. Here we go. Right, it's called The Galaxy's Got Talents. Oh, okay. Came up with this one today. In a rare moment of peace in the galaxy and between the two factions of First Order and Resistance, the loathsome Resistance, the characters have come together to the Opera House on Coruscant to take part in a talent show. So, Master Blywalker, I'm going to give you a list of Rise of Skywalker characters and it's up to you to tell us what their onstage talent would be. As they attempt to take the prize. Oh, so yes. What are they when they go up a stage? What's their talent going to be to try and win the whole thing? Okay, yeah, do it. Right, first up, General Hux is up. Moonwalking, Michael <laughs> Jackson style, backwards. <laughs> yeah. Naughty Boss boy with... turns around, little hee hee wink to the audience. Curtains, boom, done. He could do phone jokes, I suppose. Naughty boy. Uh, next up, oh, this is going to be a good one. Next up, Rose Tico. Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> she's going to do some, like, really bad jokes. 
<laughs> and they're not going to land. <laughs> no, I'm joking. She's going to go and play the trumpet, isn't she? Like <laughs> magical trumpet, I reckon. Yeah. Um, Maz Kanata. Maz Kanata. She's going to be um, doing a little bit of a like a live clay session. She's going to be modelling <laughs> ceramic pots. And yep. um, people are going to be loving it. They're going to be like, oh, isn't she brilliant? People will be like, oh, yeah. And people will be like, did you lady. see that Maz on TV last night? Bit boring. They'll be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, kick her out. Get her out. But they'll keep her on in the show just for diversity, you know, diversity of acts. A little old lady there doing her clay. She needs a new castle to put them in. But Okay, so Poe Dameron. <laughs> Oh, what's our boy Poe going to be doing? He's he's going to be flying around, right? But not in the way you, conventional way you think. <laughs> he's going to be, um, I don't know, really. <laughs> he's going to get up there. He's going to be getting up there, yeah. And he's going to um, sit on a chair and uh, he's going to get a violin out. And um, before you know it, it's actually an interpret. It, it, it's not actually him. Um it's just someone who really looks like Poe Dameron. <laughs> People are going to be like, what? What's going on here? And then he's uh, going to run over. He's going to sprint over to the judges, who I assume is... Um, I'm, I assume it's us Yeah, two. of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to skip me. He's going to tap me on the head and be like, good boy. He's going to be right up to you. And he's going to, do you want a drink on your head? And he's going <laughs> to smash it over your face. <laughs> well, that beefcake can do whatever he wants. And then, and then we're going to take, then we're gonna have to take a commercial break. Yeah, yeah. then it's going to go to that off-air slime with like, the clown. Who's next? After I've just been bloodied and beaten, Finn. <laughs> Our boy Finn's gonna go there do some straight bars, mate. He's he's our he's our boy from Peckham, isn't That's he? Right. He's from South London. He's gonna get he's gonna get some sick grime beats and he's gonna he's gonna spit. <laughs> like just like but you know why Attack the Block in it? That's if you've it, not oh, seen mate. Attack the Block the film, there we go. That's it. There we go. It's not that, that that segment won't be shown on Disney Plus, by the way. Luke Skywalker. <laughs> oh, our boy Luke, he's gonna go out there, have a little bit of a moan. Because <laughs> he loves having a little bit of a moan. Um, but then he's going to, um, there's going to be like a little pretend Death Star. He's going, oh, what's that? What's that? And then at the end of the, um, like the top end of the opera, um, there's going to be a little like display Death Star and he's going to, um, shoot it. Bang, bullseye. And, uh, he gets it, explodes, everyone cheers. And then the bloke who thinks he's Poe Dameron comes back on stage, <laughs> runs over and he tries to throw a drink over <laughs> Luke's head, bless him. And Luke obviously force stops it and um, turns out, yeah, it was all a projection, force projection. <laughs> he wasn't there. He couldn't be bothered to turn up. <laughs> uh, a couple more. Exactly. Lando Carizian. No, Lando's just going to smooth talk his way to the final. Straight <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah. He's a straight up legend. Yeah, he's already won our hearts. Uh, Kylo Ren or Ben Solo is up to you. <sighs> he's going to go on there. And um, he's going to stare at the audience and then he's going to just take his shirt off and he's going to be like proper Ben Swolo <laughs> and he's going to do some workouts and stuff on stage and everyone's going to love it. Wider everyone's than the M25. It. Yeah. One more he, time. He is, he's, a wide, he's a wide boy. <laughs> yeah, deceptively. Uh, Leia. Oh, Leia. Um, she's going to do hairdressing, speed hairdressing. <laughs> <laughs> like crazy, like that. Can I have a volunteer from the audience, please? And there'll be like this girl who goes up there, and she's going to get her sister out, chop, 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 and she's going to be like, "Oh, look at this haircut! Cinnamon Isn't buns. it great?" And uh, we'll be like, "Yeah, it's it's all right. It's not bad." 
And then we're probably, pro- sadly, we're probably going to have to say you get one vote out of four. Yeah. Sadly, there's not much we can do. No bueno. Sorry, oh. sorry, Leia. Well, I'm surprised you didn't say flying. Just have a Mary Poppers in it around I can't, stage. I can't uh, even acknowledge that, mate. <laughs> yeah. Um, good old last Jedi. We liked that film. Ray. Oh, Ray's going to um, come on stage. She's going to be like tryharding. Like she's <laughs> going to be doing ballet while like doing jazz flute and that. But basically, she's going to try so hard that she um, she she like strains her ankle or something, falls over. <laughs> And then um, we're going to go, oh, no, like, come on, try again. She's going to get up. She's going to go, oh, okay, let me try again, guys. And, you know, she's clearly injured. She's giving it a roll. She's trying real hard. But then this bloke, yeah, who looks a lot like Poe Dameron, <laughs> comes out from the right, yeah, <laughs> runs over, and he tries to throw a drink over her head. And uh, the, the thing is, this time he does. He gets a bit of ice in Daisy's, I mean, Ray's eye, and uh, she goes, down. She goes down and she ain't getting up. She ain't getting up. And then the boys have to take the bloke out again. And, and at that point, we're like, how many people look like Poe Dameron? Is this the same guy? Yeah, is this the same dude? I don't know. We, <laughs> we're not sure. So raise out the game. Raise out the game. A final one now. Okay. Sheave Palpatine. Oh, mate. I know what it's going to be. Yeah. Magic tricks. <laughs> I mean, magic tricks because that's how he flipping survived Return yes. of the Jedi yes. force tricks mate force tricks nothing more nothing less under my Boom. robe is a rabbit <laughs> under my robe is a wand and <laughs> a big stash of quality going, street chocolates yeah that's a different kind of row I think so that is the galaxy's got talent game so before we, we go loved it man who wins um the guy who thinks he's Poe Dameron chucking <laughs> yeah. drinks over people just there. for the bands yeah for sure he wins uh, hands down hands that's down Poe Dameron one two or three whoever you are congratulations the galaxy's Rats. got talent Luke got it. you get a rose tico package yeah, you can We're fight send Rose that for to it. You. Oh, classic! No, good game, man. Loved it. Loved right, it. Something a bit different. Rise of Skywalker centric, as we say. Yeah. We've got one more episode coming out next Done. week, where we're just basically going to shoot the galactic breeze about the Rise of Skywalker, our thoughts, our feelings. We're just going to go loose and we're going to chat, man. We cannot wait. So the annoying thing is, before then, this is this is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions. But the fun doesn't end there. You know why? No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? They can find us on Twitter at Star Wars Session with no S at the end. That's at Star Wars Session on Twitter. They can slide into our galactic DMs on Instagram at Star Wars Sessions with the S on the end. So that's at Star Wars Sessions on Instagram. Or feel free to drop us a cheeky voice note or message to our email address, which is sws at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk. That's sws at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk. And if you want to support the show further, please consider checking out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Yep, uh, we are on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you are in the galaxy, you can find the podcast. You're going to find us there and please do consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice because it helps to show out an awful lot and we just love hearing from you guys every week so thank you 
Absolutely and please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your Ewok. Tell the, tell the Sandman who speaks the funny sign language. <laughs> tell Baby Yoda. Tell your cousin. The more the merrier. They're castle spicier. Tell the bloke who looks like Poe Dameron as well. Tell him that this is the podcast you're looking for. So until next time, from me, see ya, and from Luke... May the force be with you, always. Do you want to drink over your head? Bang! <laughs> they are Essex-based podcast heroes. You ain't gonna Disney Plus me. Tell that to Country Club. <laughs>